What you're about to hear was aired on Planet Philadelphia, environmental radio show on Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM, WGGTLP in Philadelphia, and on gtownradio.com. Today, I'll be talking with Zachary Barber. He's a Penn Environment Clean Air Advocate. Hi, Zachary. Thank you so much for talking with me. Hi, Kay. Thank you for having me back today. We had been in touch about this train derailment that happened near the Ohio-Pennsylvania border. I think probably everybody's heard about it, but just in case, if you could give a little background on what the incident was. Yeah, so on Friday night, a, a Norfolk Southern train derailed in a town called East Palestine, Ohio, right on the border between Ohio and Pennsylvania. And about 50 cars derailed, some of them including hazardous materials. And when it initially derailed, there was uh, a pretty scary looking fire and concern over then unknown hazardous chemicals that might be released. And over the course of several days, it became clear that there were several tanker cars full of a few hazardous chemicals, including vinyl chloride which is known to cause cancer, as well as other harmful chemicals. And uh, some of the safety mechanisms, like the pressure release valves, failed on some of these tanker cars. And so pressure was starting to build in these tanks. And so uh, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine and Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro announced that they were going to do what they called a controlled release of the chemicals where they blew a hole in the side of the tanker, vented the gas out into a ditch where they lit it on fire to burn it off. And it was just a, a really scary and sobering reminder of these dangerous chemicals that move by rail through our communities every single day and the risks that come along with that if, as happened here, something goes wrong. And from what I heard, the first responders, at least at first, had no idea what they were facing. Yeah. Uh, at first, it, the first responders and the public didn't know what was actually in the tanker cars, which made it very dangerous for them to know if it was safe for them to you know, approach the cars uh, and to know how they should approach fighting the fire. And so the, the lack of information definitely put first responders and the, the public at, at risk and made the response harder. We talked about the dangers to the first responders and the community in this instant, and I'd like to go beyond that. These sorts of chemicals get transported across the country all the time, and people have thought rail would be safer than, for instance, trucking things, and it's a big problem. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, rail is definitely one of the safer alternatives for moving these type of chemicals, but that doesn't mean that it's safe. And our 2015 report, Danger Around the Bend, found that there were a number of steps that uh, we could take but haven't taken to reduce the risk in these types of scenarios. Everything from requiring better and more frequent inspections of the trains and of the infrastructure updating outdated uh, infrastructure and rail lines, and as well like requiring public disclosure around uh, the chemicals that are being transported and what the risks are. Because, you know, as long as these chemicals like this are being moved by rail through our communities, 
we should take every step available to us to make sure that we're minimizing the risk and doing everything we can to protect the public. Mm -hmm. uh, in Pennsylvania, we found that about 4 million Pennsylvanians live within a half mile of one of these hazardous rail routes. And we used the half mile blast radius, but when the evacuation happened in East Palestine, they evacuated a one mile radius to start with before expanding from there even. So you can imagine that it's it's probably uh, even larger than that here in Pennsylvania, more than the 4 million in the half mile radius we found a few years ago. Hmm. I have been down near Children's Hospital in Center City, and I see trains with cars that look like they're carrying gas or other chemicals going right through the center of the city. There are safety measures that can be taken, but it seems like the whole situation is a bit dicey. Yeah, it's really terrifying to think about what could happen if something went wrong. You know, obviously, it's what happened was scary, but if you imagine it in a place like Center City, Philly, or even on Norfolk Southern's own uh, rail routes here through my neck of the woods, the, the Pittsburgh region, where you have uh, much more dense populations where evacuation would be harder uh, and where there would be more people impacted in just the immediate evacuation zone, it starts getting pretty scary pretty quickly to think about what could happen, which again comes back to the idea that we should make sure we're taking every available precaution. And that's where, uh, you know, our uh, leaders at the federal and state level should be stepping up to ensure that we are uh, doing everything possible to protect the public. Okay. And you mentioned some things to protect the public. Were there other things? The main recommendations from our 2015 report on uh hazardous chemicals and rail safety were to uh, increase the uh, and improve inspections of these cars to make sure that we're finding problems before the train leaves the tracks. We also uh, would like to see um, improved uh, disclosure so that the public and first responders know what they're dealing with. And so first responders can be prepared to safely and appropriately deal with the problem but uh, you know there there are other things you know that we we need to do as well. Right now, the Biden administration is considering several different decisions around a proposal to move liquefied natural gas or LNG by rail through central Pennsylvania, through the city of Philadelphia, and over the border into New Jersey, and this would be a first of its kind. Uh, project here. LNG is very dangerous. Uh, about 22 tanker cars of LNG would have the uh, energy explosive potential of the Hiroshima bomb. And the proposal would see 100 of these cars moving through Philadelphia every single day. So five times that. And uh, in the East Palestine derailment, we saw about 50 cars involved in that. So again, twice the uh, energy of the Hiroshima bomb. So a lot of dangerous potential here in this proposal. So we're hoping that the Biden administration will reverse the decision of the previous administration to allow this uh, first of its kind proposal so that you know we're not opening the door to even more dangerous risks, especially for something like LNG, which is a fossil fuel that is linked to all sorts of health and environmental problems from extraction to the other end of its life cycle when we use it, contributing to climate change, 
right? There are all these places where we're opening ourselves up to unnecessary risk, uh, and we shouldn't be going down in that direction. We should be doing what we can to uh, keep people safe and minimize the risk rather than expanding it. People will want to build more pipelines to transport LNG down. That would also be a, another uh, short-sighted step in the wrong direction. When it comes to the use of fossil fuels, there simply are no good answers except transitioning to cleaner sources like the wind and the sun. Because when it comes to fossil fuels, there's no safe way to get them out of the ground. There's no safe way to transport them. And there's no safe way to use them. Uh, when we uh, drill for oil or gas, it releases harmful chemicals that put the nearby residents at risk, whether it's a pipeline or rail. Uh, the methods we have for transporting them are highly dangerous. Pipelines leak trains, as we see, can derail. And then when we burn these fossil fuels, they contribute to climate change and all sorts of unhealthy air pollution. And so that's why we should see this as another opportunity to remind ourselves of the importance of switching to something like uh, solar energy or wind energy, which just doesn't have that same level of risk attached to it. So people are probably fairly alarmed by what we've been talking about. So what do you suggest people do? I mean, contact their legislators? What what should people do? Yeah, it, it it's uh, this is a very alarming topic, and it has definitely been in the front of mind for the public and for our decision makers, given this harrowing incident in East Palestine. And so people who are concerned should reach out to uh, their state and federal officials and encourage them to do what they can to uh, pass policies designed to protect us. There have been a number of decisions in the last five or 10 years that have weakened rail safety measures. We should reverse those and expand rail safety. And people should encourage the Biden administration, the Department of Transportation to uh, not allow dangerous LNG to be shipped by rail, whether through the Philadelphia region or anywhere. How can people educate themselves? How can people find out more about the problems and possible solutions? Yeah, if people are interested in learning more, I would definitely encourage them to check out the report that Penn Environment did with Frack Tracker called Danger Around the Bend, where we actually uh, compiled local information across Pennsylvania on what is actually happening, what the risks are, and the steps that we can take to reduce that risk. And uh, when it uh, comes to moving to renewable energy, there are a lot of great resources online that people can take. And uh, a great step would be reaching out to your state legislator and encouraging them to support steps to uh, expand our renewable energy commitment here in Pennsylvania and ultimately make a commitment to 100% wind and sun energy. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. Yeah, thank you. If you want to know more about Planet Philadelphia, go to planetphiladelphia.com. You could also find out more about other G-Town Radio programming by going to gtownradio.com. I hope you will consider making a small monthly donation to help Planet Philadelphia continue presenting interviews on important underreported environmental topics and exploring their complexities and intersections. Thank you so much for your support.